Hey guys, welcome to the Learn Feng Shui podcast, where you'll learn feng shui from a classical point of view, taking out the myth and superstition. So if you're interested in learning feng shui, Chinese astrology, all things Chinese metaphysics, as well as the superstitions and myths that connect it all, you'll enjoy learning feng shui with me. Hey guys, let's look at the energy for February, 2023. Starting off our month and the official year of the water rabbit from February 3rd, some calendars do mark this February 4th. So um, I think it just depends on your time zone. That first solar cycle of energy, the Jechi cycle, the very first one of the year called coming of spring or Lichun goes from February uh, 3rd to February 18th. And that's the the jazz cycle it's a 15 day solar cycle of energy the this very close closely corresponds with the pagan observance of embolic and this marks the halfway point between the winter solstice and the spring equinox coming in february 18th through march 5th is the chi cycle and it is called rainwater just kind of taking a quick look at this energy that's coming in for the month. So again, we're officially starting the year of the water rabbit, but this month is the month of the what's called Jayen or the wood tiger. So it's a really, really big wood energy as the tiger itself already um, is the essence or the energy of wood. So we're getting like this doubling of this big wood energy and it's it's this young wood energy it's like a big tree and so it's it's very um dominant energy i should say and so some of the things that that wood represents is um in terms of body parts is going to be your uh, spleen your liver and your gallbladder and in terms of body parts it can represent your legs and feet so if you already have an excess of wood energy in your natal chart and you find this energy is a little bit overwhelming, sometimes it can impact our health in that way, especially when it comes in in excess. So, you know, do the things that you need to do to be healthy during this time and to navigate some of the wood energy. Jumping into the zodiac signs, we're going to start, of course, with the tiger. So anytime you have an animal sign that's in your natal chart and it's present for the month, the day, you know, it can feel a little bit more stressful as you feel like more people are watching you, maybe more eyes are on you, or you just feel like um, you have an additional added stress or pressure. That's because the presence of what is called the Grand Duke for the month is, is there. And it really is a thing where all eyes are kind of on you or people are kind of like you're under scrutiny more. So if you're have, doing actions or, you know, making choices that aren't the best, you know, this is a time that they could come to light. Um, and if you're making really good decisions, if you're working on things and you want to be in the public eye a little bit more, it's actually a really good time of year for you to do that. So yeah, that is if you have the zodiac sign of the tiger. And in the blog post here, I do mention that dog and horse days are good to add the element of fire to control the excess wood energy. You really don't have to do anything um, to add that. You know, you'll automatically get it when those days uh, kind of come in throughout the month. Um, to find those days, you would have to look at what is called a tongshu or a um, Chinese... Um, almanac calendar and it, it just tells you like which animal sign is present for the day um, and you can there's a, a link um, at chinesemetasoft.com um, so that's what I actually use for my all my date selection and everything 
So if you go to Chinese Metasoft, um, they have a free calendar each month. You know, you don't have to have a membership to, to look at that. And you can just look and see when those um, animal signs are present. And it combines and helps make the element of fire. Maybe you can plan different stuff on that day, especially if you feel like there's too much wood energy, which can uh, promote like excessive like thinking, overthinking, um, anger, you know, an excess wood can uh, promote these things. Or if you're having issues with um, health, like I talked about the gallbladder and the, the, you know, the, uh, all that type of stuff. So yeah, just look for those days. And um, maybe it could even be a day where you can do a meditation. It can be a day where you go seek medical advice. So yeah, just look for those days in the Tongshu and it helps combine and take some of that excess wood energy away. All right, so if you have the horse and the dog, or the, just the horse, or just the dog, it does combine with the energy of the tiger, and it does make the element of fire, it's what's called a fire frame. And so, of course, um, just these being present in the month, it does help to control that energy of the extra wood. And so there's not really any need, again, to activate your home, but just recognize that the fire is present there, and it could, um, you know, help kind of burn some of the excess wood energy away. So nothing is really needed for you to do you know uh, no activations or nothing special because it just occurs naturally as the month goes on and it just happens as the energy uh, shifts so you know and that could happen um, every day and so just kind of looking at that again what I mentioned earlier about dog days horse days you know to combine so if you have a dog you're gonna want to look for horse days and it combines and makes the element of fire. So just kind of taking advantage of realizing maybe those days you'll feel a little bit more maybe in control. Then, you know, I'm just kind of recognizing that and seeing that cycle will kind of help you navigate if you, again, feel the wood energy is just too excessive. In harmony with the tiger here for the month is the pig. So if you have that zodiac sign of pig, this does create a uh, combine with tiger, but it it creates the element of wood. So already seeing that dominant energy, it may just feel a little bit more stressful. Again, that wood energy can create like the overthinking. So you can use it this month to connect though. I would say that it's a month that you can use it to connect to people. Um, it's a really good month for like networking or, you know, growing something. If you're trying to grow your business or you're trying to grow customers, trying to grow clients, trying to grow an audience, it is a good month for that. So yeah, be, be mindful of that. The only thing that I do say, um, because again, it represents the, that wood energy does represent the liver, the legs, you know, so just be kind to your body this month. Um, yeah, it's a month that you maybe, um, maybe you cut back on drinking for the month or, you know, um, you just make sure that you're doing things to like a, do a liver cleanse or something like that. And of course, being cautious of leg and foot injuries when you're working out or just kind of in general, if you already have weak ankles or weak legs or, you know, then be careful that you're not um, overdoing it and be cautious when you're working out. So if you have the rabbit and the dragon, this does make a seasonal combination with the sign of the tiger. And of course the rabbit is already there present for the year. So if you just have the dragon, you have this seasonal combination that can be super, super lucky for you, especially if your main element, your day master is the element of metal because the wood to metal is your your wealth element. So you could be hitting a little bit of a jackpot this month if you've been putting the work in and your day master or your main really element is that metal energy. So 
you know, kind of look for those opportunities. It could be a thing where things that you've been working on kind of come to fruition and, you know, they really pay off for you this month. Um, again, that connection, that networking, um, the financial opportunities can all be there. Again, if you haven't put any work in or you're just now starting out, it could be just a push of something happening. If you have not really been working on things, you know, um, hell, maybe you buy a lottery ticket this month and you, you know, check it out that way. Maybe you could have a little bit of a windfall just because the energy already is present. But again, I, I'm not one to uh, myself even purchase lottery tickets or, or bet on a windfall because to me, it's easier to bet on myself and know that I'm putting the work in and I'm doing everything I need to do to create uh, more financial opportunities and, um, you know, just to kind of get myself ahead. So remember, it's our actions and all those things we do every day, those little things that we do um, that really will propel us forward. You know, it's like taking those little steps forward every day, um, by putting in small amounts of work and just doing the things we need to do and staying consistent. And so if you've been doing that, you're really going to see it pay off this month. If you have the Zodiac sign of either the dragon rabbit or tiger, um, especially I think those Zodiac signs of the dragon, because again, for the year and the month, it's already there and the opportunity and everything is already going to be there. All right. So looking at the Zodiac sign of the monkey, that is the clashing energy for the month. So a true clash may, may be occurring more for the earth monkey and the metal monkey. So if you have one of those in your Zodiac, you may have a little bit more of a um, change this month. Maybe it's something you can kind of create change for. Uh, if you have the metal monkey, it could be actually be a wealth month for you. So it could be a month, maybe you see a change in your finances. So that is not particularly bad. The earth monkey, the reason I say that is because um, remember that the wood does uh, control the earth. And so it could be a little bit stressful um, rather than the, the metal monkey where the metal is controlling the wood, if that makes sense. So um, yeah, so if you're Earth Monkey, you may have a little bit of a clash um, coming up for the month. So you may just want to create, again, just kind of create that change. Um, you can look for days that combine with your um, with your zodiac sign. So for the monkey, that is the rat, the dragon, and the snake. All of those combine with the monkey. And so on those combination days, again, you're not going to have a clash. So I mean, that seriously leaves you like half the month without a clash. So uh, I always tell people don't worry about it too much um, because a true clash only occurs on certain days. So yeah, don't really worry about it too much. But again, it might be a month where you make some sort of change if you've been contemplating uh, making a change to, um, yeah, just to your daily life, you know. Let's take a quick little sponsor break and then we're going to come back with the feng shui best and worst sectors and talk flying stars and all that jazz. All right, so looking at the best sectors for uh, for February 2023, remember the flying stars for the year have shifted and of course for the month they have shifted too. So um, again, if you have any old activations up from last year, you're going to want to take those down. Okay. Take all that down. Uh, and then it's time to do some new activations. Likewise, if you had any old saltwater cures, you're going to want to make sure you throw all those away, take them away. And, um, yeah, it's time to put up the new ones. So for this month and honestly for the year, the North, the North is my very favorite with the nine star being in there for the year. Remember the nine is a fire energy. It 
symbolizes and carries the energy of inspiration and passion and, you know, all of those things. Um, but this month, something special happens. So we get a lovely 9-4 uh, combination. So the four flying star goes into the north for the month. And that actually makes what is called the early heaven pairing of the, you know, so the, the low shoe does have like a, you know, you have a regular old low shoe and then you have what's called the early heaven low shoe. And so what happens when, when this occurs is that even some of the bad stars can exhibit good qualities because it's paired with like this perfect energy of the heavens as it were. And so this month, we get the energy of pure metal in the north. And so I just really like this energy. Remember the um, the energy of the metal is uh, growing, as it were, the palace of the north. So it really nourishes the energy of the water that is always present with the north sector. And so again, I really like this energy. If you want to um, do things like further your career or you, know, you, you really want to focus on movement, motion, and things going, it can also help um, with more of like a, um, like organization skills and it does support actions too. So if you feel like you've been having a little bit of trouble focusing, especially with the excess wood energy, I really suggest you either use the North sector or you, um, you can activate it with a little fan or a little radio. And of course I have the directions for that on my, uh, my blog on the website. So do check that out. I'll, I'll of course link that it is under monthly energy updates. I don't really do much on my blog other than these monthly energy updates because I put a lot of information into them and it pretty much takes me all month to kind of do. <laughs> so there's a lot of extra information that I don't actually talk about here on the podcast. So yeah, you could actually put water in this sector for the entire year and just leave it open, leave it, leave it there. And, um, it will give you a nice energy just kind of circulating throughout the year. Um, and I do have directions for that uh, on my website. And I also have a date selection. So do use date selection when you do activations. Another sector I quite like for the month, although again, I kind of talked about this in my yearly energy updates, that the South, we can't really use what we generally consider the wealth star, that eight flying star. So a lot of people like to activate that for the year. Um, I keep saying don't activate it. Just don't activate the South because of the presence of what is called the Wu Ji Sha or the five tiger shop. So this energy is, it can be a little bit fierce and it can activate some negative things within your home. So using the South, I think is quite a fine for the month. We do get the three flying star, but remember this is the time where the, the energy of those stars, they they do show a little bit of a benevolent characteristic when they pair with that early heaven combination. So the eight, three combination, um, to me, it's it's a good combination to actually just use. So you can either like make phone calls, you know, do work in the sector because it does promote extra work. So if you need more contracts or if you need um, more clients, more work, you know, use it to make phone calls. You can, you know, work in the area just fine. But I don't recommend activating it with like a candle or a fan or anything for the year. But using the area, you know, go for it. Another sector we have to be a little bit cautious of is the West. Remember, it does have the year breaker or the Sui Po in the West sector of 
you know, your home. And so looking at the combination of flying stars, it's quite a good combination of flying stars for the year. So it has the flying star number six there. And um, of course, visiting in the West, uh, you know, it's, it's quite good. It's the energy of metal. It's like a friend element. So it's supporting that that six star. Um, however, the, the one combination comes in. And again, this makes the pure element of water in the West. And so you can use this if you need a boost of confidence. The six one combination is a really good combination to use if you are on management. And if you are leading a team, if you are the boss, you, you can position yourself in a six one combination and it's like it gives you like a boost of confidence or like more authority, if that makes sense. And so with the Grand Duke being there, if you do want to use that sector, one thing I would say is to make sure you do place your back to the east and you face the west. So you have the energy of that Taisoi supporting you. It is say that, or said, it is said that if you use the energy of the Taisoi, it can give you extra um, like a boost of like confidence. It can help you, you know, be more authoritative. So, um, or authoritative, authoritative, one of those, <laughs> it can really help with that. And so, um, yeah, I, using the sector is quite fine. Again, I like the energy there this year, especially when those one star comes in, but again, not activating it, but go ahead and use it. Okay. Trekking along here to the worst sectors. So the Southwest, the Southwest has really had it kind of rough the past couple years um, with the presence of the two star there last year. So we do have the one yearly flying star there, but in, in incoming for the month is going to be that five star. And when it mixes with that one star, it really can, can, um, kick up and stir up like a illness type of energy. And so we don't want that, especially if you're, your bedroom, your front door, or your kitchen is located in the Southwest sector. Make sure you do put a little salt jar there for the month. Or additionally, you could use the, uh, the six coin method and tie those six little coins together, um, and use those. So, uh, yeah, just, just again, um, that five star it's, it's quite okay. As long as you're not, um, moving into a sector. So if you've already used an area and you have already the established energy pattern, I say, go ahead and use the area still and just kind of cure it or put a salt cure out and make sure you toss it away at the end of the month. So at the beginning of the podcast, I do talk about when the month starts and when the month ends. So remember that energy does carry over and it kind of straddles the month a little bit. So it starts after February starts on the third, fourth, and um, it does end on March 5th. So end of the month, just toss those salt cures out. And you can see that they do act to absorb a lot of that negative energy. And the next one I'm gonna talk about here, Northeast. So the Northeast, um, yeah, it has the two illness star there for the year. Again, um, I don't know how strong it actually is being in the Northeast. It's already the energy of, of Earth there that's you know already present with the palace. And so, I mean, I don't know how strong it actually is, but I always say a little salt, jar, salt water jar can act to absorb that energy. And again, you could break it down. I don't love putting coins there or putting metal there because we don't want to weaken the palace. We just want to weaken the star. And so, you know, putting those little salt cures there, um, it seems to be a fairly popular one. Um, you know, do that and it kind of helps absorb that negative energy and help with illness, especially again, if you have a important room there that you use all the time, like a bedroom, front door, or your kitchen. 
And of course, avoiding renovation where the monthly Grand Duke is. So the sector of Tiger in the Northeast and the sector of the Southwest, particularly where the Tiger and the Monkey are. So again, um, just for the year, remember we're avoiding um, activating or digging renovation and um, earthworks, especially new flooring, things like that. Avoid that in the East, the Southeast and the Northeast for the month. And I thought this was interesting for our next segment. Let's go to one of my favorite websites, taoasorcery.blogspot.com. And we're going to look at the origin of the saltwater cure. I thought this was pretty fascinating. So again, I really love this website. I feel like this Tao Sorcery dude just be hitting it out the park. I'm not gonna lie. Like he's always coming with these like bangers. <laughs> so he always has like the most interesting, fascinating um, information on his website. And I like that he talks about a lot of the origins of stuff and a lot of folklore. I actually get a lot of my um, ideas from here. So here's his article called What the Heck is a Saltwater Cure? A Rinwater? in feng shui and its origin. So it actually talks about the very first time a saltwater cure was actually mentioned and why it is mentioned. So I am going to read from here. I'm going to do a little bit of, um, I'm going to quote from here a little bit. Um, the only thing is um, it is a little bit hard to, um, sometimes it's hard to read because um, English obviously isn't, isn't their first language. Um, but I think it's so amazing. Like the the job that this person does on translating. Um, although sometimes if I read word for word, I do have to add a little bit of clarity. So let's jump into it. What is the saltwater cure and where does it come from? Many feng shui enthusiasts are asking around about applying the saltwater cure and there's many feng shui masters charging for their feng shui auditing services and they enthusiastically recommend their clients use this saltwater cure. There are even feng shui products, makers, and sellers that create and promote saltwater cure jars for people to buy. And that is true. You can buy kits online, make it a little easier for yourself. It does, it says here though, in his opinion, the problem is no one is asking um, where the original text came from. And I, I do think sometimes that can be problematic because sometimes things are mistranslated over the years and um, maybe used incorrectly. And I know um, when I first started doing feng shui, I was putting out a lot of like feng shui items and stuff like that. And I actually use no items anymore. Um, except for maybe the little coins. I'm lying. I'm lying. I do use the, the coins and I do use sometimes saltwater cures. <laughs> so things sometimes though are mistranslated. So it just says here, people everywhere are doing monkey see monkey do. And so it's best to be informed. And here he finds and shows us the first feng shui book ever recorded of the saltwater cure was not ancient, but fairly recent. He says it came from the book um, titled, and it's a Chinese name, New Case Studies of House Luck, book one, first published in 1927. It does say here to understand the text better, it's good to have a basic knowledge of the nine palace flying star feng shui. And of course, that's what we talk about each month. We kind of look at these flying stars. So um, these are curl purple white stars because um, they are given different and kind of assigned different colors. So uh, one white, two black, three 
it says emerald here. I think that can be interchangeable um, just kind of based on what school of feng shui you do follow. Uh, four is green, five yellow, six white, seven red, eight white, and purple is number nine. All right, let's do a little quoting here. And so this is the actual, the literal translation that they put up um, from the Chinese text from this book. And here from the new case studies book of House Luck, book one, topic 31 on page 69. <laughs> it says transforming is better than controlling. <laughs> Okay, so let's just read here. It says, it's definitely the best policy to avoid fierce or evil energy and choose an auspicious place just in case due to the situation and strength, even if it's not easy to carry out, we, you know, better do something than waiting for bad luck to befall on us. So it's saying basically it's better to take control of the situation. So when the situation or condition is already fixed for convenience sake or self-rescue, don't go against it. Transforming yourself is better than controlling. And so let's, let's kind of, um, paraphrase here. Let's, let's look at what that means. Uh, from what I I'm understanding, reading this article, it's saying that, you know, sometimes we use items to control the energy of these flying stars. You know, uh, for example, if you want to control the, the water in an area, you would put like a, a plant to absorb it. Or, you know, looking at the fire water clash, like in a kitchen, you know, the stove and the sink across from each other, we would put something green or, you know, a plant there to um, add the element of wood to control or bridge the gap in the element cycle, right? So instead of using an object, what it's saying is that you can actually transform or transmute or absorb this negative energy by using the salt cure. That's, that's what I'm getting from what this book is saying. So the article does go on to kind of talk about the controlling cycle or the weakening cycle um, of, and the element cycle and how we can use those elements to control or um, kind of uh, yeah, just weaken some of the negative energies that come in. Um, here it kind of veers off a little bit and I'll have to explain this in a certain way. So there is a um, kind of a concept or theory in feng shui, just kind of depending on what school you study, that you can keep fish in a fish tank and that you keep um, a certain number of um, like goldfish in there and you keep one black fish in there and that one black fish is supposed to actually take away the uh, the negative um, energy and sometimes that fish will be the one that passes away. Uh, I've, I've never done this. I have heard it done so I honestly cannot speak to the effectiveness but what this translation is saying is that you can actually use this water in the saltwater cure, a ren water is what it's called, to replace this um, idea or this theory of keeping one black fish in your tank. It does say here, if you want to avoid the trouble of changing water and feeding the fish, you can create a salt water jar or a rin water jar alternatively. So um, it does also really um, kind of talk about this in terms of specifically controlling that seven star. Um, and I know we use it for different purposes. So not really sure uh, what the actual um, reason is for just the one black fish controlling the metal or, you know, using the salt water and it only being able to control metal. Um, but let's, let's continue on here. So it says here that creating a rin water or a salt water jar, salt water cure, um, it does 
state here in the text that you're supposed to take like a porcelain jar or a slope bottle. I don't know what that is. <laughs> and you're supposed to store clean water in it. It says add about a caddy of salt. Don't know what that measurement means either. And you put in one silver coin and six copper coins and then seal it and then store it in a place where the seven star is. And it says that it should have the same effect as that fish. All right, so I'll obviously put a link in the show notes to this article. Um, uh, this person, you know, you can actually engage them to do different rituals and stuff for you. If you're into that, they actually do like sigil making and all kinds of cool stuff. Um, love sigils and rituals and all kinds of, you just take a look through there. They have some really cool um, topics on here. But uh, anyhow, it does say here, important points to take note of. Um, it says use a rainwater cure or the saltwater cure if you're too lazy to keep the blackfish. It does say here, it does not state that you have to use the Qing Dynasty dragon silver coins or any uh, specific, um, you know, ancient coins or anything like that. It does say here, it only states that you use one silver and six copper coins. Also, it says to seal the jar up. We typically will leave them open. I don't know. Um, you know, hey, we can try some different stuff, right? Who knows? It does say here to place it at the seven red spot of the house. But it, there's a little note here. It says if you're able to figure out how this feng shui remedy works, you can create your own remedy to counter other quote unquote evil stars or bad uh, negative stars. Um, since there is seven coins in there, one thing that I would think that it would represent the energy of of the seven, you know, and since there's there's six copper and one silver. So I'm thinking that maybe um, if you use a different number of coins, it can control or absorb different energies. I typically will just put um, the uh, six coins, I believe, and not really worry too much about what they're made out of, you know. However, um, you know, it wouldn't hurt to try a different number of coins. And then, of course, we usually leave the jar open. So, I mean, heck, it doesn't hurt to try different stuff. So, again, this article will be linked if you want to um, try this out instead of a traditional saltwater cure. You never know. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Again, if you need a energy mapping of your home, uh, have any questions or whatever, just email me. Shoot me a message. Link below. And I'll catch you guys next week.